0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's
1: all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Tucker Max with me. We're going to talk about book publishing today. Tucker knows what it takes to succeed with book publishing since he has three New York Times bestsellers. His first book, I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell, is a number one New York Times bestseller, Spent five years on the list and has over two million copies in print. His second book, Assholes Finish First, and his third book, Hilarity and Sues, are also New York Times bestsellers. He co-wrote and produced a movie based on his life-slash-book, also titled, I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell. He has also been credited with being the originator of, of a new literary genre. Fratire is only the third writer after Malcolm Gladwell and Michael Lewis to ever have three books on the New York Times nonfiction bestseller list at one time, and was nominated to the Time Magazine 100 Most Influential list in 2009. I'm very excited to have Tucker on Success Harbor today. Welcome. Thank you for being here, Tucker.
0: Hey, thank you, man. Thank you for having
1: me. I want to talk about the number of books that are being sold in a year. It's about at least a hundred thousand, but it's more like maybe like four hundred thousand right. books that are published in a year. So it's a it's an insane number, right? So. And most of them uh, don't really go anywhere, uh, and it's very similar to businesses. There are a lot of businesses started every year, and most of them really don't go anywhere. But you manage to write not one, but three New York Times bestsellers. So, you know, you could say, well, somebody gets lucky once, but you don't get lucky three times, so you obviously know what it takes to create a bestseller. I'd like to draw a parallel between that and starting a business. What do you need to do right, right off the bat, to set you on the course to to do better? Maybe not a bestseller necessarily, but better than most.
0: Oh man. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, um, that's a big, broad question. Uh, there's a lot of ways to answer it. I- I'll tell you what, I'll-, I'll give sort of the most, um, so th- there's a million specific tactics and strategies uh, uh, you can use to, to write um, great books that people love. But um, I'll tell you, it all boils down to this. If you want to write a book that sells and that makes an impact and that becomes influential, you have to write a a book that people care about. Like, it all boils down to the fact that you've got to write something that people want to read, right? Which it kind of sounds obvious, but I think that the majority of authors that I see, uh, and that, that a lot of them I work with don't actually ever stop and think about that. What, What they think about is, what's, what do I want to say or, what, uh, what kind of book do I want to write? Which are mm-hmm. valid questions, but um, uh, the most important question for creating a successful book is uh, what do, what, how can I provide uh, real value, value to the reader? Because people mm-hmm. buy books because they think it's going to provide some value. Even if it's a novel, they think they're going to enjoy it, right? So <clears throat> otherwise they wouldn't buy it. And and the way that, pe- that people, everyone who sold millions of books sold them because millions of people talked about their book to other people, right? And so the the way to get people to talk about your book, all book marketing boils down to facilitating word of mouth. And uh, the way to get people to talk about your book is to write something that is valuable to the reader, that makes them want to tell their friends about the book, uh, and then they go read it too. That's, that's what it kind of comes down to, I think.
1: So, you know, the same way with business that we shouldn't really start a business w- without knowing that there is a market for what we're selling, how would you translate that to to the book publishing business? Because, you know, even like if you think of something like paleo diet, right. when, you know, there are probably I don't know how many books on it, but you know, I, I would imagine a lot, yet most of them don't really sell well, you know. So, yeah, it's the right topic, but still, you know, it, it takes a lot more than that, right? So what are some of the things that people need to, to worry about? Like, okay, say you, you, have, you have an idea and there is obviously a need for it. But beyond that, what can you do to kind of maximize your chance for, for hitting it out of the park? Right.
0: So uh, I, I think it's exactly like a company. Like, Just like a company has to find product market fit, I think you need to find product market fit with your book. You know, Well, the the thing is, what you do is not different than what you and I have both talked about. The thing is that most people don't do that who are writing books. They don't think about their book in terms of other people. They don't think about their book in terms of the reader. To them, a book is an expression of themselves, right? And so you need to – if you approach a book as something that you're trying to sell – then it becomes obvious how to approach it. But books, most people just don't do that, man. That's the reality is -hmm. is either they don't do that or they think they're doing that and they do a very poor job because they don't understand at all uh, what people actually, what it is people actually want to read, which I see all the time as well. And so I think you need to have, either you need to actually go through the steps of understanding. Okay, even if you're talking about paleo diet, then you need to ask yourself, Well, what do people, uh, what are people looking for about the paleo diet, right? And so if you look at the market, then you can say, well, uh, the definitive genre defining books already exist. That's the paleo solution and the paleo manifesto and, you know, those sorts of books. And then there's a bunch of niche books, right? Okay. So what, what do I know about paleo that people would find helpful that doesn't exist right now? So that those three circles, where those three circles overlap, that's the book you should be writing if it's about paleo
1: you know when it comes to fiction, um, people talk about voice, and you know I don't know if voice matters in, in nonfiction right I mean uh, at most of our audience would be interested in writing nonfiction stuff you know right. things about business or whatever and so uh, what 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 sets a book apart i mean I, you know like if you take a book like the four hour work Week, you know uh i I love the book, and I you know obviously Tim is an awesome marketer, but a lot of the things in a book you could actually find with a google search right sure. uh but yet there was something about that book that resonated with me and then, uh, millions of other people so is do we have a finger on that like do we know what what that is
0: well no i think four hour week is the perfect example uh, of But what Tim, look, I I know Tim, I helped Tim develop the four-hour work week and the marketing plan. Like he came to me to get help. I know exactly what he did. And uh, what Tim did was extremely smart. He took a bunch of ideas that were floating around in the ether that were sort of uh, like separate. And you're right. And there was no... There was almost no idea in 4-Hour Workweek that someone else hadn't thought about independently in a different context. There might have been a couple things that he came up with, but they were details, right? Um, But what Tim did is Tim put all those ideas together, and he gave them a name. And he gave them a good name that people understood what it meant, and he showed people how it applied to their lives, right? And if you look at the marketing for 4-Hour Workweek, everything is focused on the reader. Like, go read the page. Tim's like, like uh, uh, if I remember correctly, the sort of book summary is like, do you want to, uh, you know, work from uh, paradise, uh, live a life you love, you know, like spend uh, hardly mm-hmm. any time working and still make money, like that kind of stuff, right? It had nothing mm-hmm. to do with the book. I mean, it, it was, it, it, uh, clearly the book teaches that, but he didn't talk about, here's who I am and here's what my book is. The description was about the reader, right? And so Tim... Approached this very systematically and understood very clearly uh, what the average reader wanted, and how to combine a bunch of different ideas that he was using in his life and he'd seen other people use to give it to to sort of sell a result is what he did. He's selling an entire lifestyle. That's why he called it lifestyle design. And eventually, be called life. It was called life hacking. Uh, but um, uh, lifestyle design. Uh, That that was the name he came up for. And then he kind of like put all those things together. Right. So anyone can do that for different fields.
1: He's. So how much of how much of that is simplification? Because, uh, you know, a lot of times people look at like starting a business or writing a book, publishing a book, and it just seems so freaking complicated. How much of is is was it was it that he was able to simplify something that's a lot more complex it, 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 or it's
0: not just simplify n- n- yes, yes and no. Simplification is always always a good idea. The simpler you make it, the better it is. but Tim also combined a bunch of different ideas into one ID Uber idea and gave it a name, which is super super important for sort of that's what, what's called that's called positioning. that has nothing to do with voice that's positioning and so like it he easily. His book could easily easily be called uh, a self-help book, you know, but mm-hmm. he didn't want to mm-hmm. fall into self-help because the self-help category already has like no one's ever beating uh, how to uh, you know win friends and influence people or something or, 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 mm-hmm. or yeah. think and grow yeah. rich. Like, like those books are never being displaced off the top of self-help category. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Tim had to create a new category and, and, he, and, and so that he could dominate, right? So he called it life hacking or lifestyle design. And, mm-hmm. and because people think it's a new thing, and it kind of is, uh, then, um, then they look at it differently, right? And so th- that's a very classic rule of branding is like, don't, don't, if you're not one and two in a category, then make a new category and be one and two in that. And, and so that was a positioning thing he did that was really, really brilliant. And it gave sort of, uh, it forced people to look at his ideas fresh, even if a lot of the things in there individually, had been in other places. And then the other thing he did is that he combined a bunch of different ideas from different places in a way that no one else had before. Listen, man, if you can come up with a genuinely original idea, good for you, but very few of us can. Uh, Mm -hmm. But the the definition of genius is not coming up with an original idea. The definition of genius is making connections that no one else has made before. Right. Mm -hmm. So Tim connected a bunch of things that were seemingly unconnected and taught people how to get what they wanted using those connections. That's why people love the four hour work week. Right? Because it showed them how to how to get something they wanted and couldn't get before. That's a great nonfiction book.
1: So when it comes to nonfiction, do you have any advice for our audience on trying to simplify complex processes or thoughts uh, you know like it could be like a business attorney it could be uh somebody in finance or well, it, it, you depends know whatever what you're
0: trying to accomplish if you're yeah if you're writing a book uh think of it like this again start with your audience in mind
1: who are you trying to
0: reach right uh, so if you're a finance person, let's say you're trying to reach um, uh, wealth, potential wealthy clients or something like that, right? Uh, so if, if you want to reach them, then you need to understand what do they care about? What are, the, what are their concerns? What are their worries? What are the problems in their life, right? And then think, what information or knowledge or wisdom do I have that can help them solve those problems or alleviate those concerns or get, you know, or get the benefit they're looking for? Right. And so once you once you understand that, then you want to take the most direct route there. Right. I think what a lot of people do is they look at a book as a way to display how smart and clever they are. That's the worst thing you can do, because no one cares about how smart or clever you are. They care about how your ideas and your knowledge and your wisdom in your book relates to them. Uh, like uh, I have a, a company that does books for people, and uh, we actually encourage our authors to keep the books under 200 pages, usually under 150 pages.
1: Be- why is that?
0: Because I'll tell you why. Uh, there's an idea in our culture uh, that people think books have to be big. And the reason is because bookstores wanted wider books because uh, they could, you could put it on the spine easier and people could read it easier when it's on a bookshelf. And that would help mm-hmm. it sell in a bookstore. That has nothing to do with how people actually consume books. The reality is, very few people have the patience to read 300 pages or 400 pages, and very few ideas actually require three or 400 pages of explanation. Most ideas can be fully explored between 50 and 150 pages, right? Mm-hmm. And if it can't, yeah. if it can't, then you should consider it might be two books. It might not be one book, right? And so, mm-hmm. if you make a small book that fully explores one idea that's valuable to a segment of people, what's going to happen is people won't be intimidated by the size, they'll open it, they'll read it because they think it's quick and easy, and they'll take the information and use it, and so the book is going to help you get, reach the goal you want, right, whether it's influence or credibility or authority or um, anything like that, drive leads to your business, uh, even sell copies People will talk about your book more because they actually read it and used the information, assuming the information is good, right? So shorter mm-hmm. books tend to be far, far more impactful and influential than longer books. There's actually a lot of data about this. No one understood mm-hmm. this uh, until um, Kobo, you know, like all the different e-reader platforms. Amazon doesn't release their data, but Kobo does. And what mm-hmm. Kobo has found is that the vast majority of books are abandoned less than 20 pages in. And oh, wow. sure, there's a direct relationship between the length of a book and how much of that book is finished. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah,
0: it's pretty crazy. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, as someone who uses an e-reader, it actually makes sense. I can't tell you how many times I'll be reading a book and I'll think, Ugh, this person is just rambling on and on. And I'll look down and I'll think, oh, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a third of the way through. I guess I can finish. But if it's like if I'm 3% of the way through and they're already boring, I'm stopping. I'm like, ugh, this is not going to get me better, you know?
1: Yeah, the mountain just seems too huge to climb, Exactly,
0: especially if it's not enjoyable, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, in business we talk about developing the product with the customer. Um, How much of that can you do with a book? And I'm talking about the content, I'm talking about the title, uh, the design, um, you know, the the kind of the tone of the book. All of it. That's what you should be
0: doing. uh, All
1: of it. Is this something that you know, if you don't yet have a platform, but you wanna you wanna have a kind of a cross section of people, uh, how how would somebody do that? Um, uh, quite honestly,
0: th- uh, there's two ways. You have to learn about this, or you hire someone who really knows what they're doing one or the other. Mm-hmm. It just depends how valuable your time is. If you if you have very valuable time, like if you make a lot of money, uh then you need to find someone like me and hire me to help you do to do this for you cuz this is what I do. I know it. If your time isn't valuable, then you can read a lot about this sort of stuff and learn the whole process uh um and and, and do it yourself. But Um, Look, man, there's a big distinction right now. No one cares about published versus self-published anymore. The distinction now is professional versus amateur, right? So Mm -hmm. professional – a book that looks professional and that feels professional and that reads professional is a book that people take seriously. Uh, a book that fe- look has an amateur cover, or reads amateur, or has spelling mistakes, people don't take it seriously. And mm-hmm. and what's sad now is you can you can find books from from traditionally published houses, Simon and Schuster, Random House, that have terrible covers and no and people are like ugh. I mean people do judge books by covers. That is just a fact. Whether you like it or not doesn't really matter. It is a fact. And uh, if you don't do a great cover, you're putting yourself at a major disadvantage. And, uh, and, and that's just a matter of, like, you got to hire a good designer, you have to have good aesthetics, or you have to hire someone who knows what they're doing and trust them to do it, you know?
1: I wanted to bring up uh, something that's similar to blog posts uh, and books be, uh, because I, I wanted to get your opinion on that, is that a lot of times bloggers, the way they develop content is they search for something in their niche and they look for the top – ranking blog posts in the world, and then they want to create something that's like 10 times better. Can we do something like that in the book publishing area? Uh, or something similar? Because, you know, they I mean, say, you, you know, can, if this article... But, like,
0: you're probably going to create a really crappy book, unless you know okay. that subject, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. here's the thing. Uh, what we always recommend people uh, to do uh, is, is I, I, I talked about it earlier, figure out what are your goals for the book, who is the audience you're trying to reach in order to reach – in order to ha- uh, accomplish those goals and then understand what do you know about uh, – what information or knowledge or wisdom do you have that's very valuable to that audience? And then in the intersection of those three circles, that's the book you need to write. OK, if you go out looking for if you just like looking for. A particular I mean, I do topic, mean in
1: your niche. I'm not saying like like I wouldn't write a book on paleo diet, right. but, you know, like maybe starting a business, being an entrepreneur and, and interviewing a bunch of people yeah, and all that. I mean, that's, so, that's
0: fine. You know, I mean, like uh, it, it's just man. Listen, I've seen a lot. There, there are a lot of books out there and there's a lot of blog posts out there. And the vast majority of them, uh, even the ones that that come from people who purport to be authorities just aren't mm-hmm. very good and they, they aren't mm-hmm. very additive. And, uh, mm-hmm. you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. You can do that. Um, but I, I don't know how much I would really recommend that. It just kind of, mm-hmm. it, it depends on what your goals are. Let's say you're a, let's say you're a a, a startup consultant, right? So you're an expert mm-hmm. on building companies, helping people go from zero to one. And, uh, if you don't really care, that much about writing new ideas in your book but you just want a book because it gives you credibility and authority and people are going to like take you more seriously as a startup consultant yeah man then I think coming up with a great title based off research and then putting your ideas in there even if they're not totally original is completely fine and valid and that that can work very well because you don't care that much about how much the book sells the book is a signal uh, the, for you to the right people that you need to be taken seriously in this field and that you're credible in this field. So a lot of people use books. That's almost like using a book as a business card and that's totally valid and that totally works. Um, that's not though. That's not how you write a book that sells a lot of copies, you know? Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. So, I mean, uh, traditionally people, You know, I I always thought there were like two ways to sell a lot of books. One one is you're famous already Mm -hmm. and you have a following. Uh, Two, um, you know – You have some kind of another platform, or maybe there's a perfect storm out there. Uh You know, you write something and then just the timing is perfect and all that. So I don't know. There's, I don't know if I can do that. Like, I don't know if you can get lucky on command. So let's focus on the other one. Like, if you, if you don't have a platform yet, what do you think is more important to try to build a platform first or to write a book first?
0: Uh, Well, a a book. So, I mean, not to be uh, deal with semantics too much, but a book can be a platform of its own, you know, but I, I, mm-hmm. I know what you mean, like a, a full sort of media platform where people can like an email list and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I, there's not a right answer to that question. It just depends on your goals. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I think for I think for a lot of people, building a platform is actually a massive waste of time because unless you're going to really, really use that platform and really create a lot of content, I think a platform is a dead end for most people. I think most mm-hmm. people, most professionals are better off with just a book because a book fits into the third largest search engine on earth, Amazon. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Amazon is the search engine for professionals. So if you're looking for like, who's the authority and who do you listen to, you look on Amazon. You don't really look on Google. You know, and so, like, writing a book, you're leveraging the third largest platform, uh, arguably, uh, in the world, and, and definitely the largest commerce platform. So, like, that makes a lot of sense to me. But if you mm-hmm. want to be in the media business, if you want to sell content, uh, then just doing a book might not make sense. It might make sense to use a book as part of a platform. It just depends, you know?
1: And do you think of books as kind of just. Um loss leader or or something that leads to a bigger sale down the it, road
0: it, it or it just again mm-hmm. it depends like yes for some people uh, a book is a fantastic uh way to generate leads it's a fantastic it doesn't have to be a loss leader like uh you only need to sell a few thousand books to to make your money back like uh, if you went to my company used our service two thousand books uh and if you pay someone else it might even be less you know Mm -hmm. So it it just kind of depends on the value of your time and how much time you do yourself. But um, uh, it depends on the profession you're in. If you're a coach, if you're a consultant, if you're a speaker, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a C-level executive, if you're any of these sort of things, uh, books can usually make a lot of sense and can help you a lot. Um, So, yeah, I I would recommend for most people – not most people – if you're a professional and you have real knowledge and wisdom that other people can benefit from, it can help you a lot to turn it into a book.
1: So um, what what recommendations do you have for somebody if they say, you know, we don't, I don't have a lot of time, but, uh, you know, hiring as a ghostwriter is kind of out of the question or maybe I don't really want to do that. Right. Uh, how, when they come to your company, and and uh, we'll talk a little bit, obviously more about your company. But when they come to you, what recommendations do you do you make for them in that case? Okay,
0: so um, you mean if someone does, they don't want to sit down? Yeah, and write like the book they themselves? say,
1: I know I need a book, but I I don't you know maybe I don't have a budget to hire somebody for like I don't know fifty grand to right. ghostwrite something yeah, yeah. for me. But what, what's what's the compromise there? What, what are the what, options? What, what, right. So
0: so yeah. I, I usually don't recommend ghostwriters simply because. What's going, even if you have the money, because what's going on with a ghostwriter is that you are paying someone 50 grand is usually the starting price. Good ones are actually more expensive and uh, Mm -hmm. you're paying them to put their ideas into a book and then you just put your name on it. That's what you're paying them for. And so like. I don't want to say that's fraud. It's not fraud, but it's sort of like, uh, you better hope you don't get in a discussion with anyone about your book because if, 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 if they do and you don't know it, you're going to look uh, stupid, you know? And then also it's just like, I don't know. It doesn't, it's just one of those things where it's like, you might as well take, um, take the knowledge and wisdom you haven't put it into a book. So if you're not going to use a ghostwriter and you don't either have the time or the desire to sit down and write it, Uh, Like there's two ways to do it, I think. Um, My company actually arose out of this problem. We uh, were dealing with this entrepreneur, and she had a great idea for a book. Uh, uh, She had this great company, and um, she just didn't have time uh, to sit down and write. So what we did was we sort of um, got on the phone with her for about 12 hours over the course of about three weeks. And we kind of outlined her idea. We helped her figure out exactly what it was she wanted to write about, what she wanted to say, all that kind of stuff. Then I hired a a professional interviewer to go off of the outline, and he spent about eight hours on the phone with her um, uh, over the course of a few weeks and kind of got – asked her everything about each section of the outline and just kept asking her questions until he got everything about her book topic out of her head. And then uh, I took that – So that there was it was maybe a ten hour audio recording. We got that transcribed. That was maybe seventy thousand words. I took that to an editor friend of mine, and he essentially translated it from audio manuscript to book prose, and uh, ended up being about fifty thousand words, I think. Um, And it was fantastic. She loved it. She's like, "Oh, right. These are my ideas, my words." My sentences, it just re like it flows on the page almost as a, as if you were listening to me talk, which is exactly mm-hmm. sort of the point, right? And then of yeah. course we did all the other steps, like uh you know converting uh, uh uh sort of the 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 doing the the interior layout, doing a book cover, mm-hmm. uh you know the back cover copy, all the things you have to do to make a book look professional instead of an amateur thing. And she paid mm-hmm. us like fifteen grand, and the book's done mm-hmm. amazing for her. It hasn't sold that many copies. Because she, mm-hmm. it's about a very niche topic, pop up retail. There just aren't a lot of people who care. But she's mm-hmm. done, I think, two million dollars in business for her um, a company that was directly attributable to the book, and she's keynoting three retail conferences this year. So, like, the mm-hmm. book has been a huge success for her, right? And so that our process works really, really well. We're expensive. We cost fifteen grand. If you can't afford fifteen grand, we actually you can do this. What I just said, you can do yourself. And we are coming out with actually a book that, um, that details exactly what we do. Uh, mm-hmm. It should be out in three weeks, a month, uh, so maybe June or July. Um, it should be uh, – and it details exactly what we do. You can follow this process yourself because, look, I don't believe that, that writing is essential for creating a great book. All you need for a mm-hmm. great book is to have knowledge and wisdom that, that uh, is valuable to other people and you just need to put it into that book in a way that they can read easily. And I don't think um, you have to write. You can talk and then hire people to help you at individual stages to make it flow on the page or even just edit stuff. It's, it's much easier to edit than it is to stare at, the bl- at a blank page, you know.
1: Now, now, if your goal, let's say your goal is to sell a lot of books, you know, I'm, I'm not saying a million books, but let's say you want to sell at least, you know, 10,000 books, you know, or a thousand books, mm-hmm. uh, do you recommend, because like a lot of, you know, not a lot, but I think the smart software companies try to pre-sell before they even build anything. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this is our potential market. Let's try to pre-sell 100 of them. If we can't, you know, this is a bad idea. Can you do something like that, or, or of course. do you recommend Absolutely. do something like that, pre-selling a book uh, well, in advance?
0: You need, kind of need a con- um, a platform, or you can use. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, you can always use Kickstarter or uh, some of the – There's a, there's some publishing platforms that are
1: publishizer yeah, I think or they're something they're not like very that. good
0: I wouldn't recommend using oh, them
1: Oh really okay I heard the name I never tried them but Yeah they're oh, not right, very they good really uh uh, but uh, platforms like
0: Kickstarter, what make them great is that they don't try and take a cut of the publish, uh, of the book. Like So pl- Publishizer basically is – I don't want to call it a fraud. It's just not a very good platform. They, mm-hmm. they take a cut of the earnings and they take a cut of royalties and you have to do your publishing with them. It's a very inflexible sort of thing. I, I don't think it's a good platform. There are other ones. I honestly can't remember their names, but there are mm-hmm. a few others. But you can always use Kickstarter mm-hmm. or Indiegogo. That's one way. Mm-hmm. Or if you have an audience already, then you can definitely Mm -hmm. sort of ask your audience. Like someone like you, for example, you could be, let's say, an expert on like four to five to six topics. Like you could have maybe six really good books in you. You could easily ask your listeners and and people on your email list, so here are the six books I know I could write that would be really good and valuable. Which one do you want first? Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: let them vote and then just say, okay – if uh, if I pre-sell a thousand of these at you know whatever some deal price four ninety nine then then I'll write the book you know and so something like that totally totally valid uh, a lot of people do that I think it's um, it's a good way to know if there's interest out there from your audience mm-hmm. right but mm-hmm. again some people don't have an audience they're writing a book in order to get an audience. So mm-hmm. uh, like you talked about earlier, if you look at a book as sort of a loss leader for your to help you create an audience, then pre-selling won't work, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, obviously Kindle is an awesome platform, but uh, what if somebody has a platform like, for example, m- me, and I don't want to use Kindle because I want to charge more or whatever, do, what do you think are the pros and cons? I mean... It, or, or there is just the trade-off is just to not, you know, just it doesn't make any sense because it's such a huge marketplace. It, it, it uh, just, you know. Yeah,
0: it depends, man. I mean, like uh, mm-hmm. the the people who don't want to use Kindle, I think tend to be information marketers who think that they can mm-hmm. trick people into into spending forty-seven dollars for a book or something.
1: And mm-hmm. uh,
0: look, uh, if you if you're if you have information that's so valuable it's worth $47 i've never seen that information but i'd love to know what it is because if mm-hmm. it's worth $47 i would love to buy it you know cuz uh, if mm-hmm. it's genuinely worth that and, and and listen believe me i know all there are so many information marketers online who are like oh buy my ebook it's only $47 marked down for mm-hmm. $400 and it'll teach you you know all these great things Man, there is nothing in any of those books you can't get for 10 times cheaper on Amazon uh, and the exact mm-hmm. same stuff or for free on the internet.
1: The one thing I like about that option is that you can do an upsell. So, like in your case, for example, let's say you, you mentioned you have a book coming out soon, and you would have a, whatever a, a forty-seven dollar version, and then you would have a five hundred and forty-seven dollar version that includes like a webinar or something like that. So, like, how it's hard to do that on, on on the Kindle platform, right? I mean, you'd have to like include it in the book and create another landing page, and you know, I, I just I'm just thinking about like if you wanna if you wanna have a, have like a more Expensive option or, or an add-on product or something like that. I mean,
0: you can absolutely do that in a Kindle book. You just put it in the end. You know, just say, hey, yeah. listen, like yeah. uh, if you really like this book, I have a video course that, that blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, you can do – I mean that's one of the reasons why we're writing a book that, um, that details our process is because like uh we want that book to sort of be in a in a way an advertisement for our company and for what we sell mm-hmm. you know if you're mm-hmm. giving us fifteen thousand dollars it's because your time is extremely valuable you know and you mm-hmm. you want a book and you can use a book but you can only spare 12 hours to do it. Whereas if you if you use our process, it, it's 90% faster than the normal book writing process. But it's not going to take you 12 hours. It's going to take you quite a bit longer, you know. So uh, mm-hmm. so that's that's what people are paying for, and so it's an advertisement for us, uh, dude. I, like I, I've always felt that the standard information product marketing model is is um, a little bit flawed, and I think uh, people. I don't know. I don't know how much, how well it works anymore, and I don't know how well mm-hmm. it's going to continue to work. And I've always yeah. thought like, oh, like sell the seven dollar thing to upsell the seventy dollar thing to upsell the seven hundred dollar thing to upsell. It's just like, ugh, it's. I don't know. For me personally, I that's always been distasteful to me. Um, mm-hmm. Look, there are a lot of people who made a lot of money doing that. Um, mm-hmm. So good yeah. for them. but it's just not it's not my thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about strategic partnerships because that's also really important in business. And I wonder if there is. Is any way to kind of work that into publishing your own book? Uh, do you have experience with, yes. or do you have any yes. recommendations
0: so, in that area? I'll tell you, a great idea is to get if you're going to write a book. Let's say, um, let's say you want to write a book about, uh, I don't know, um, Infusionsoft, how amazing it is and how to use it. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. You could probably get them to pay you 20 grand for that, or 30 grand, or get them to cover the publishing costs, or something like that. Um, that's just one example. There's probably a million others. Um, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, that's Mm -hmm. fantastic. I think that that's a great way to sort of cover your costs and maybe even lock in profit, uh, Mm -hmm. before you even publish the book.
1: Mm hmm and and what about sponsorships because uh you see some really creative guys you know they selling the front uh cover and the back cover and this kind of sponsorship and that kind of sponsorship do you think that's gimmicky or or there is something there I, and I, i've never
0: seen it done well Yeah. You know, so okay maybe it can be done well i just i don't have any experience with it
1: so talk about your company a little bit uh it's a book in a box right, right? and you started what about a year ago or a little little bit bit less
0: less, like nine months Uh, it's exactly the process i described earlier it's like uh we basically had to solve this problem for an entrepreneur how can she Mm -hmm. uh write a book without actually having to sit down and write it you know how can we turn her knowledge and wisdom into a book and so we figured out how to do it and it's essentially by creating a process that gets her ideas out of her head and then uh um we have other people uh sort of um uh, translate them in a way. There's really no original mm-hmm. writing involved. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. think, uh, think about this. The point of a book is to transmit an idea from one head to another. Well, you can do that through speaking, you know? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's how that's what we're doing right now. And so if you can just take the spoken word and translate it into the written word, then you don't need to write anything new or original because it's the same ideas, right? And so that's, we just figured out a process to do that in a way that's really cheap and easy and simple.
1: Just a systematic approach, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how can people uh, find out more about uh, Book in a Box or uh, connect with you? Uh, yeah,
0: uh, so my company is just BookinAbox.com. Pretty simple. Uh, my website's TuckerMax.me um, or, you know, I'm on Twitter, all the normal places. I'm easy to find.
1: Yeah, so if they're looking for to find you, bookinabox.com. Uh, Tucker, Max, thank you very much for coming on Success Harbor today. And when you have the book out, uh, if you could ping me, I, I'll put it in the show yeah. notes as no, well. No, I definitely for will. My assistant will definitely send you a copy. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. And uh, Tucker, thank you and wish you much uh, more luck, uh, continued luck with Bookinabox. a Box.
0: Awesome. Thank you, man. Talk to you later. Okay.